What's up? Good morning. How the fuck are we doing today? I've had the fucking different strokes theme song stuck in my head all week. I mean, waking up, humming it, it might just singing the lyrics in my head. It is. I might have to give up fucking theme songs for a while because this is too much. I mean, I can't. I can't, I couldn't possibly recite them as uh, clearly as they come out in my head. So I'm not going to do it, but I'll just make a jackass out of myself. Even more of a jackass of myself than I'm used to on this show. But uh, it, let me just, let me tell you. The lyrics aren't worthy of being repeated constantly. How did people survive the 80s with these just brain-sticking tunes constantly? I mean, I would just be humming Who's the Boss and different strokes and uh, all these fucking cheers would be constantly in my head if I had if I watched them every week I mean granted I did watch (laughs) maybe that's what it was I did watch a different strokes theme song probably a total of like eight or nine times a couple times on their own and then watching those episodes that I watched I will talk I did say on Monday that I would talk a little bit about I would look into it a little bit about how those shows were received and I am looking into it I actually sent an email to a very prominent TV writer to get his take on it. Um, what the fuck are these guys doing all day? They, they, you know what I mean? Like, I figure at some point, that's a decent question. He'll have to get back to me just on, I don't know, like, what else is he doing all day? Right? TV writers just watch TV and write about TV. So what's one more? I did find one article from the past 20 years about it, about very special episodes. But other than that, there's not much about him except for making fun of him. But that's, that doesn't get the heart of what I'm looking for. I'm looking for kind of what th- those were like in the 80s. But we'll see if this guy re- replies to me. If not, if I don't hear from him in a week or so, I'll just rip him apart on here for not responding to emails. Good morning once again. This is One Way Conversation here. Uh, I'm on my way to work. Hopped in the car. This is day three of the new routine, and I'm trying for uh, the middle. I'm trying for the middle train today. I did the early train two days ago. I did the later train of the three that I'm looking at. Shopping for trains. I might not make this one. It's tight. It's gonna be a little bit tight. I kind of forgot that I was going for the earlier train or like the the middle train today. I was going on yesterday's schedule. Until late, I was like, oh shit, I gotta try that third train today. And uh, so I rushed a little bit. So we'll find out if you catch that train. Keep your fingers crossed for your boy here. I mean, whatever. It doesn't really fucking matter, does it? If I miss it or make it or what? Still be holding to however long they want me to stay there for. Um, but, 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 but check out uh, Sunday Poor. We'll record tonight. Um, I think my cousin is dead set on getting... I mean, he keeps saying getting canceled. Like, you can't get canceled if nobody fucking pays for you. If you're just two idiots talking into a microphone and putting it on the internet, they can't cancel you. I'm not sure what sensors he's talking about or fantasy world uh, he lives in that the FCC checks up on our podcast. But I don't think there's anything to worry about. That being said... Well... I was going to say don't be an asshole, but... <laughs> That might be 
we might have we might be past that stage. <laughs> uh, we'll find out tonight. Check out tomorrow for an all new Sunday pour that might or may not might or might not get us canceled. Hypothetically, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, check out the blog, Bourbon and Bullshit. Uh, I put up something yesterday about the coronavirus. Um, still not really, still not in America from what I understand. I guess there was one confirmed case in California where they don't know how the person contracted it. Is the first person without any travel history, didn't have any person-to-person contact that they know of. So the, the warning signs are not there, and here comes the rain. Oh, this is really the delight of the show, is when you can hear the pitter-patter of... Oh, you can hear the pitter-patter of this fucking 18-wheeler sideswipe me. This budget rent-a-car. That's not an 18-wheeler, it's a budget... Eh, I don't know, it's a big one, though. Don't ever trust those fucking budget cars, though. Because, always remember, I I know I've said this before on the show, but you ever see a budget or a U-Haul or an Enterprise, you see any of those guys in the fucking, on the highway, always remember, most of those people are renting it and it's their first and only time driving a fucking truck like that. They know what the fuck they're doing. You get a lot of guys that are, you know, that's what they do or... I don't know what... I'm sure there's some profession where you got to rent those trucks out a lot. So I'm sure there's a lot of professionals that do it too, that do it as part of their job to rent those things and go out and do whatever they got to do, pick up this and that. But a, but a most of the time, I would say the majority, I don't know if it's a big majority or a slight majority, but I would say the majority of the time, it's just some jackass that rented it. Wow. That fucking rain is coming down hard. Curious to see how fucking distracting it is. I mean, I can't see in the highway, so I guess... Oh. <laughs> Little bridge. I did not think it was raining this hard right now. All right. Uh, where was I? The coronavirus. Yeah, so check out the coronavirus article I put up. A survival guide. The only survival guide you're going to need... Um, you know, I was thinking about it, and the article talks about, like, controlling your panic. And it's not a fucking serious article. It's semi, it's not serious. It's semi-serious. You should definitely go to a liquor store at some point if you're going to bunker down for this thing. But, uh, you know, if you really have, like, no fear of this thing coming to shore, and even still, like, I don't know what to make of this, because the... The death totals are unclear, I think. It's mostly, like, elderly and children, but they put people... The fact that they're quarantining people over this, and I think the two things, besides the stock market crashing, that they were talking about canceling the Olympics. And actually, today, Japan wants to cancel classes for March. Like, just cancel school for March. Awesome. Like, phenomenal, thank God. Uh, we have some... Those school kids fucking deserve it. Just give them fucking March off. It's phenomenal. And then, like, in 20 years, they'll look back and they'll be like, Oh, yeah, remember? Oh, I was in fourth grade and we just got all of March off for no reason. I mean, it seems like a reason now. But looking back in 20 years, we'll be like, Remember, I was even four. 
some virus. It'd be great. I'm not sure the Japanese are known for being nostalgic, but if they are, then uh, that's something they'll look back on fondly. Um, but the, and then they canceled uh, production or postponed production on Mission Impossible Seven, and nothing has been able to stop the Mission Impossible franchise, obviously. Because after the first one, I was like, oh, it was good. I don't know if I'd ever need to see another one of those again. And here we are, waiting for the seventh one to come out. Yeah, I didn't love Mission Impossible 1. I mean, I liked it. And it's kind of, it's, it's like it's got some twists. It's a little bit odd. And when it, the ending is a, it's a really good ending. I don't know, a little bit of a lull in there. Good, good movie. I don't think it's not something. It's not one of those movies where it's, it's got a like it holds a fond place for me as like a '90s action movie. Because when you're a teenager and those action movies are what's coming out, you you know you kind of those are the movies you gravitate to at, at that time. So um, that hold like a, it holds a it holds a special place. I did have like the VHS, but. Two through two through six, I mean, I saw the second one. I think when it came out, but it, uh, but even still, two through six, I have no intention of watching again. Who is the girl, who is the woman in the first one? I had a little bit of a crush on her. She was Russian, maybe. I don't know, but a little. That might be why. I just I can't. I can't give up her memory. It's unfair to her and me. But I definitely, I was definitely into her, whoever she was. The, the mystery girl from Mission Impossible 1. Yeah, that I, it, was, it was just an odd movie. I don't really, at that point, I don't remember having seen a movie like that. And there was just, they, the whole truth wasn't on camera. Everybody was like a double agent. John Voight was a double agent. Who else was in that movie? I know it wasn't just Cruz and Voight and this girl. There's other people in the movie. Other famous type people. I can't... Of course, I had that famous scene where he dangles over the computer. It's been parodied so many times. But at the time, that was such a great scene. Did he put... Was... Was the, uh... The plot... Or the, the action in that scene... Also the action that they used... In Wedding Crashers? It might be. So, Tom Cruise is dangling, right? In that room. And you can't... The, when the door's closed and the person who's in there... Doesn't work in there. Or he isn't in there. The room, like, locks down. And you can't touch anything in the room. It's all like... and Oh, and if a, even if like the temperature rises by like a quarter of a degree, the alarm goes off. So you can't raise the temperature, you can't touch anything. So he dangles in from the vent or something, or whatever, right? And then I think he squirts like a bunch of Visine in this guy's coffee. And the guy gets some rumbling. I don't think it's Visine, but I just remember... But in... Wedding Crashers, 
Owen Wilson is squirting Visine, which if you're a wedding crash, you need plenty of. If you're a wedding guest, you need plenty of. If you're in the wedding, you need plenty of. If you're the groom, you're going to need the Visine. Just a, just a good reminder. You're taking a lot of pictures that day. You get bloodshot eyes at some point. I don't know how, but you're going to, just in case, you want to be clear-eyed for those photos. You do not want to get that backlash. I don't care. What I don't care what your stamina is or what your what your tolerance not stamina what your tolerance is for drugs and alcohol. You, you just need you just need it for the pictures. You don't want to be in the back. You don't want a couple weeks later for the pictures to come back and be like you ruined all the pictures. You don't want it. It's better be safe than sorry. So when it crashes, they, he puts in Bradley Cooper's drink, and that's what gives Bradley Cooper the upset stomach. Same thing in Mission Impossible. They squirt some shit into this guy's drink, and he's, he's running off. He's running off to the little boy's room. So, uh... Maybe that's it. Maybe the wedding crashers, you're a little bit older than I was in the 90s. Maybe that's where they got their inspiration from. For these harebrained schemes. Um, where the fuck was, where was I? And safety first is basically preparation is the theme of that thing on Bullshit on Bourbon. The coronavirus survival guide that I put up there for it. Talks a lot about who to trust in these things, what to look for, and how to get ready. And maybe how to scam. A couple scams you could run through this thing. Oh, uh, okay. Where was, uh, where the fuck was I? I Mission Impossible? Fuck, man. I mean, I don't remember at all. Oh, well, yeah, I don't remember at all what we were talking about. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that when Mission Impossible 7 production got shut down. That's when I started to worry personally. I don't think we're at panic level just yet. But, uh, that's that's when you're, well, Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise, like, is slowing, slowing shit down? Alright, we gotta we gotta look at this. If Scientology isn't, isn't able to save Cruise from uh, the coronavirus, or at least the belief in Scientology isn't able to give him the irrational confidence that he needs to survive this thing. We're all kind of... We all got we all have to take stock of where we're at right now. Came out in the news yesterday that this death... So this, uh, you know, Tesla does the self-driving cars. In 2018, uh, this guy behind the wheel of his car had it in, like, semi-autopilot or something. And was playing a video game on his phone, yada, yada, yada. Funeral was very nice, right? Don't, I don't, I don't care how much money you have. I don't care how fucking cool you think it is to have a self-driving car. Don't do it. Just don't do it. There is no amount of technology that'll put me behind the wheel of a self-driving car and say, yeah, I'll just read the read the fucking paper. No, man. No. 
I know California, you got, there's like public transit's not great or whatever. And you're sitting in traffic all the time. I guess maybe, I guess maybe if it's, if you're just a dead standstill and you're going slow, maybe. But if you're doing anything over 10 miles an hour, I don't want that car driving. I don't want that car doing 60. First of all, you got a lot of fucking idiots in the road that you got to look out for that have, that your artificial intelligence isn't going to be able to take care of. Including idiots that are in self-driving cars that we're not exactly sure about the technology of. Is that a Tesla right there? I might just give this guy the fucking finger. Like how... Oh, well, like he's not going to see me, but it is a Tesla. How does a Tesla know about red lights and shit? How does that work? It's got to be just for highway driving. I guess. But do you really want the last thing to you, that you see? Like, is, that, is your life really that invaluable? That you are, you're like, you know what? I'll just let this fucking machine drive me 80 miles an hour. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to play uh, Words with Friends. You got to have some value to your life. Where just playing a stupid ass game on your phone. I mean, you're playing a fucking game on your phone, man. Instead of keeping your eye on the road and shit. I cannot imagine <laughs> just devaluing my life any more than that. Unless you're Eddie Griffin, former Seton Hall standout who died watching porn on his phone. And that's before all this kind of stuff. It wasn't, he wasn't in a Tesla. I mean, that wasn't HD. I think he had like a train or something. He wasn't, he definitely wasn't watching it in HD. I was, that was the early days of internet on the phone. That's a tough way to go. I think he might have been drunk also. Or stoned or something. Or both. I think I'd rather be watching porn, though, than watching, than playing, uh, I don't even know what the fucking games are on the phone anymore. Snood. <laughs> Doodle jump. Cat, ta- no, castle, tower, I don't know. There's some Indiana Jones one where you're, like, running. But, I mean, really, that's, it's a fucking time waster. And you just, you just decided that that was the last thing you're going to do with your life. And now you're known forever as the guy who died playing fucking Doodle Jump. That's some fucking legacy you left for yourself there. But how cool, but look how fucking cool I am. Not every gadget is a must-have. Not every, not every technology is something you gotta fucking use. Shit. Alright, I gotta go. Have a great fucking day. Don't take any shit from anybody. I'll talk to you here again tomorrow. Oh no, I'll talk to you here tomorrow on Sunday Poor. Sunday conversation, or a woman conversation back next week. Don't take any shit from anybody. Talk to you soon.